So open your Bibles, if you would, to Galatians chapter 5. We will continue our study in this wonderful book. Galatians chapter 5. We're going to read verses 13 to 21 of Galatians chapter 5. Just for the context of the verses we're studying today. And, and uh, this book is written by Paul under inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God to the churches in the Roman province of Galatia. There's multiple churches that have been established in this province. The Romans were at war with the Gauls for a long time. The wars have ceased now. Uh, the provinces have been subdued. And now it's a Roman province. And Paul, again, do you see how, you see how the Lord worked all that out by his providence, had them subdued and all that? And they were worshiping false gods and all kinds of stuff. And then here comes the gospel. Isn't that amazing? Isn't God's providence incredible? And so several churches have been established in the churches in Galatia and um, in the province of Galatia. And the problem is, though, now false teachers have crept in called Judaizers. And they're teaching that you have to be circumcised along with faith in Christ to be saved. So this letter is written to those churches in Galatia that have been under the influence of these false teachers. And what he's going to do here, he's going to make so clear, and we've seen it all the way up to chapter 5, we've seen how clear he's made the fact that salvation's in Christ alone. And then he's, the wonderful thing we've been looking at lately is the freedom and the liberty that we have in Christ. We're so free. But then he warned us, right? Don't use that liberty to sin. Right? So I was talking to Vicky about it. I said, I, I've been amazed as we study through Galatians the practical aspects now that we're getting into. Everyday life things, right? Being led by the Spirit today we're seeing. Well, that's every day, right? We seek to be led by the Spirit every day, right? The flesh, now the message is called the war and the believer. We have a war, don't we? Every single day. The, this, this, flesh, this body of flesh, wars against the new nature within us every single day. And only a, a born-again believer knows that. Unsaved people don't have this. Never had it before the Lord saved me. Didn't bother me at all to sin. Now it bothers us, doesn't it? Now it bothers us. Oh my. So Paul's clearly set forth in this epistle, again by inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, that a man or woman can only be justified before God to be able to stand in the presence of God by Christ and his perfect redeeming work and to be clothed in his, his righteousness. And he's been, again, discussing the liberty, but we're not to use that liberty that we have, that freedom that we have to sin. And now by inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, Paul will put forth these words about the works of the flesh compared to the fruit of the Spirit. Now, this is the introduction to that. The next two weeks, next week, we'll look at the works of the flesh, Lord willing, and then the week after that, we'll look at the, the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit of God. So I'm going to break it up into two sections because it's so important. And we will find that the works of the flesh, we all do them. It's so natural for us. It's just incredible. <coughs> So let's read verses 13 to 21 of Galatians chapter 5. For you, brethren, have been called unto liberty, freedom, only use not that liberty for an occasion to the flesh, or sin, but by love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 
But if you, divide, if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. This I say then, here's the start of our verse, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. That's so true, isn't it? For every single one of us. For every believer, that's so true. And the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary. That, that word contrary in the Greek word is, is uh, absolute opposition. Contrary. Totally contrary one to another. Totally in opposition to each other. Isn't that amazing? How, how that's brought forth by the Holy Spirit of God? The one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. <coughs> I'm sorry. But if you be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like of the which I tell you, as I've told you before in the time past, that's, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And then we see in verse 15 here, let's go back to verse 15, but if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed. Now we didn't really look at that a whole lot in our last study, so we're just going to do a quick little thing over that. Biting and devouring one another are terms that refer to the evil tongue, our tongue. The hardest member, James says, to control in the whole body is our tongue. You ever say something and go, oh, I wish I'd never said that. I wish I could take that back. Right? Say something to a loved one, just cotton. And you're like, oh, uh, you know it. That was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. But you can't take it back. All you can do is apologize. But so this, this refers to the evil of the tongue. It can have reference to sinful attempts to destroy the unity of the saints by those who do not believe the gospel. And this is what's being brought forth here. These Judaizers didn't believe the gospel because they said you had to be circumcised to be saved. Adding to the gospel, which Paul told us in chapter 1, is a perversion of the gospel. Right? So it's not, it's not a gospel at all. And biting and devouring here talks about backbiting, slanderous gossip. You know, one, one little spark can cause a whole forest fire. One spark can cause a whole forest fire. My, oh, my. And that forest fire can destroy thousands of acres, can it? Starting from a little spark. Oh, how we have to guard our tongue. And make sure we don't bite and devour one another, right? Oh, my. And fire has no mercy. You ever think of that? Fire has no mercy. Once it starts, it just burns. Right? It just burns. It burns. Everything in its path is scorched. So it is with the tongue. So it is with the tongue. The tongue is a little member, James wrote. And boasts great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Oh, Lord, guard our tongues. So biting and devouring one another is earthly and sensual. Devilish, James says in James 3.15. It doesn't come from the Holy Spirit of God. That comes from our flesh, beloved. 
that comes from the flesh. And that's what we're going to see in our study on the flesh and on the spirit, that the things of the flesh are natural for us. But the things of the spirit are unnatural for us. And it's the fruit of the spirit. I'm gonna, you're going to hear me emphasize that so much. It's not the fruit of anything we can do. It's the Holy Spirit working that in us. Do you know any good that we do comes from God? <laughs> any good we do? And do you know we've been ordained to good works? We don't know what they are. But God's ordained us to good works that will glorify him. And I don't mean works to, to save our soul or save anyone else. You know that. But there's certain things we do. Serving the Lord. Right? My. It's incredible. <laughs> and let us always remember, too, what, what Paul wrote in Galatians, a little leaven, leaven of the whole, whole uh, lump. Henry Mahan said, If you are critical, unforgiving, unkind, and filled with bitterness and division, you will destroy the unity, peace, and fellowship of the church. For the love, the love of God shed abroad in our hearts is the cement that holds us together. I would say the blood of Christ too, right? The blood of Christ and the love. Remember I told you before that Satan can't counterfeit that love we have for one another and for the gospel? He can counterfeit a lot of things. You can see somebody think, well, surely they're a Christian, and they're not. They'll be exposed eventually. Eventually they'll be exposed, but my, oh, my. Satan can't, he just can't counterfeit that love. If you see someone for years and years professing to be a believer and they're backbiting and slanderous and they're mean and rotten, I'll tell you what, I'm going to say it. That person's probably not regenerated because that's not the spirit. That doesn't mean we, can, we can't be mean. Oh, I can be mean as a rattlesnake, can you? I can, I admit it. I don't like it when I'm like that, and I repent when I'm like that, but I can be mean as a rattlesnake. I can sit in my chair and just start going off. You ever done that? Right? See? Praise God we're saved sinners, right? Praise God for his blood and his mercy and his grace and his love. His love shed abroad in our hearts. Because whenever we start doing that, you're fine. You start, man, you just go on. And all of a sudden, you just get convicted. That's the Holy Spirit, beloved. That's the Holy Spirit in our hearts convicting us. My. And that's wonderful. Because he doesn't do that for the unsaved. He only does that to his people. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, my. Let's read verses 16 to 18 together. <clears throat> this I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to another, so that ye cannot do the things that you would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Again, we keep seeing this not under the law popping up, don't we? Who's the true author of these words? This isn't Paul's opinion, is it? This is the Holy Spirit telling us that in Christ, we're not under the law. Now, we don't disregard the law, do we? It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's holy. 
But we can't fulfill it, can we? We're crucified with Christ. When Christ died to the law, we died in him, beloved. That's why we're dead to the law, because of what Christ did. He don't have nothing to do with what we did. I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but I, but I live by the faith of the Son of God, right, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20. It's in this very book we read. My, it's wonderful. It's so liberating, so freeing for us. Let's read verse 16 again. This, this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Our heavenly, our heavenly Father, beloved, sends the Spirit of his Son into our hearts. And we become new creatures in Christ, right? We're born again. We're born again by the almighty power of God, the Holy Spirit. And we are not the same people we were. We now have a new heart. We now have a new nature within us. All by an operation of God. Right? We're made willing in the day of God's power. And we run to Christ only because we were made willing. But oh my, it's, it's I'll tell you what. We're miracles of God's grace. Do you know that? Every one of us, sitting here, we don't feel like it. Do you know every one of us is a miracle of God's grace? Who believe on Christ? Miracle. Miracle. Yeah, we were dead, man. We were dead. We were dead, dead, deader than a doornail. And now we're spiritually alive in Christ. We're made alive. Now we rejoice in the things of Christ. Redeemed by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're born again, regenerated by the life-given power of God, the Holy Spirit. See, without the life-giving power of God, the Holy Spirit, we're still dead. And a dead person can't make themselves alive, right? As they say, oh, just walk an aisle, make a decision. How can a dead person walk an aisle? Now, now men can be persuaded by manipulative acts to do something like that, and yet there's no regeneration. I really agree with Henry Mann. We do not know the damage this side of heaven that Armenianism, this bow your head easy believism, has done. We do not, we won't know the damage this side of eternity. So many people who think, well, I'm saved, and then they go off and they live however they want. Now that's antinomianism, isn't it? You see, Armenians are actually antinomians. Because they say, well, well, yeah, cousin, cousin Jake, he, he made a decision way 10, 15, 20 years ago. Well, he just, he just got a little wayward. He's not walking with the Lord. Well, maybe not even saved. That's probably what's wrong. You see? Now, I'm not saying we can't be backslidden because, well, I've been backslidden myself. And I'm sure every one of us felt that. And we can be backslidden and still attending church and be backslidden. Right? Yeah. Backslidden doesn't mean you're, you're, not, you're not attending church. I've, I've experienced being backslidden and being in the church. My. And then the Lord just, you hear the message and it just touches your heart with love. How much he loves us. How much he... He's, he, he, what he did, what he gave for us, his life, redeeming us with his precious blood, 
And the Lord just kindles that flame again. Revive in us again. I love that song. Revive us again. Eh? And he revives our heart again. Oh my. Or we'll go through a great trial. No, he just keeps our hearts burning through the whole thing. He's wonderful. Eh? That's, that's our God. And he enlightens our mind. God the Holy Spirit enlightens our mind, giving us spiritual understanding. What we never had before. Turn, if you would, to 1 Corinthians. We're going to turn here. I wasn't going to have us turn, but I'm going to have us turn here. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, through the eye of God-given faith, we see Jesus Christ as the God-man, our Lord who redeemed our eternal souls with his precious, precious blood. And before being born again, we, we saw ourselves, didn't we, as, as the Holy Spirit's drawn us, what did we see ourselves as? Hell-deserving sinners, didn't we? And then the bomb of Gilead is placed. Oh, my! He saved my soul. He saved my soul. My! Now, we still see ourselves as hell-deserving sinners, except for the mercy and grace of God, right? Oh, my. I remember talking to this old-timer down 13th Street. He's, he's in his 90s, and he comes to me. He says, Wayne, he says, uh, it's still the same now as it was when I was a young man. It's still just as hard now. Sin is just as hard now at 97 years old as it was, as it was when I was young. But praise be to God for the blood of Christ. I've been redeemed. Isn't that wonderful? He's just looking to Christ. Just trust in Christ, beloved. Oh, it's wonderful. Look at this in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 through 14. For as the body is one and hath many members... And all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we're all baptized into one body. See, universally, the universal church, right, of all the born-again, blood-washed believers, the universal church is one body. One body. The true born-again, blood-washed saints, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether it be, look at this, Jews or Gentiles. I'm looking about the Gentiles. You're looking at a Gentile. <laughs> Praise be to God. That's us. Whether we be bond or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit, born again by the same Holy Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Look at that. A number that no man can number. Charlie and I were just talking about how wonderful it will be to see Denise in glory. My, oh, my. And, and I think, I'm not preaching here, but I think it'd just be a millisecond. We, we turn around and our loved ones right there because one day to the Lord is a thousand years, right? There's no time in, in heaven. There's no time in heaven. We're locked in time. And this is just me, my own little thing. I, I, I think that we're just going to turn around and go, oh, isn't that wonderful? Or that our loved one in glory is just going to turn around and go, oh! <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Because there's no time. They're not constrained. Oh, my. I hope that's so. I really do. <laughs> oh, back to the preaching. Here we go. My, oh, my. Now that we've been born again by the Holy Spirit of God, we see ourselves just as ill-deserving of this mercy and grace. Don't we, Charlie? It's just, it's just amazing. We're just like, my goodness. This is incredible. Absolutely incredible. <clears throat> and the Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts now and enables us to now be on guard 
against the old nature. We're still plagued with sin. We're carrying around this body of death, aren't we? We're still plagued with sin. But now we have a sincere desire to put away that sin when we didn't before. To put off the old man and to put on the new man. And it grieves us when we yield to the lust of the flesh, doesn't it? It grieves us. My, oh, my. And is it, is it not true? Is it not true, Brother Brian, that it's every believer's desire to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh, right? Well, that's what we desire. That's what we desire. We don't, we don't desire to go around sinning all the time. People say, well, if I believe like you, you've heard me say it a thousand times. If I had a nickel, I'll tell you what. If I had a nickel for every time somebody said that to me, I'd be a wealthy man. <laughs> well, you could just go and do whatever you want. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, Paul just tells us, right, don't use that freedom to sin. You see, they don't understand. But, but I always have empathy, and I know you do too, because we were there, weren't we? We were there. My I'm just a dumb sheep, I'll be honest with you. I keep doing the same things. I, you think I learned by now. Right? I'm telling you. My, oh my. God's so good. Isn't he so merciful? Isn't he so long-suffering with us? You know? My, let's all be real, right? It's just incredible how, how good he is to us. Oh my. And, and we have this ongoing problem now. We have this battle, this war now as believers. And do you know this battle won't end until we breathe our last breath? But brothers, when we breathe our last breath, we won't ever battle again with the flesh. It'll be put away. It'll be put away. Isn't that wonderful? Never to bother us again. And then we'll have a new body. My. A whole new body. That'll be amazing. Now, the believer is a person with two natures, right? Two principles warring against one another continually. And these two natures are the flesh and the spirit. <clears throat> I was thinking about that old saying, you know, where they say there's two black dogs, there's a black dog and a white dog, and which one's stronger, whatever you feed. Well, I, I was thinking about that, and I thought, you know, I don't really agree with that because we feed the black one all the time, don't we? Right? It's only by the grace of God that we have any grace in us. It's only by the grace of God that we're gracious. It's only by the grace of God that we're loving. Right? We can testify to that, Brother Dave. It is. It's only that. That's the only reason. My, oh, my. So it's all God's working in us. And, and there's folks who deny that we have the two natures. But look at verse 17 on Galatians chapter 5. Look at this. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to another, so that you cannot do the things that you would. My. Now the flesh there refers to the old man. The old man. The old nature of corruption that we inherited from Adam who brought sin and death into this world, corrupting and condemning the whole human race. Because when Adam sinned, we sinned in him. 
Scripture says this, Wherefore, as by one man, Adam, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So because our father Adam fell, we're born dead then, spiritually. He fell spiritually, didn't he? He's still physically alive. See, that's where people misunderstand that. But he fell so much that his whole, that the whole man is depraved. Body, soul, and spirit. My. And this flesh now, all it wants to do is sin. You know what? Try not sinning. Too late. <laughs> that was perfect, Dave. <laughs> as soon as someone thinks they don't sin, it's they're toast, right? Self-righteousness. It's a killer. Pride. It's a killer. My, too late. That was perfect. My, oh my. Now, if we don't have the, the Spirit of Christ dwelling in us, there cannot be any inward spiritual war then. I never had this war in me before the Lord saved me. This battle with the flesh. Did you? Flesh was all, all we were ruled by. It consumed us. We were governed by a dead nature that was, that was being motivated by the lust of the flesh. And we did whatever we desired, didn't we? Praise God, he restrained us, actually, from doing whatever we desired. Right? Just think how wicked we could have been if God hadn't restrained us. You know, people say, well, look at what the Germans did to the Jews, and look at all this. That's in every one of us by nature. That is in every one of us by nature. My. See, and only the believer will admit that. Unbelievers say, well, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm a good person. No, you're not. You're disproving to me that every man's a liar. Just like I said, I wouldn't get a dog for 10 years, right? I proved that every man's a liar. Going to get a new dog. My, oh, my. No, but it's true, though, isn't it? Isn't it? We all, we all are prone to lying. My, oh, my. And do you know what our old nature will never do? And we can, we can testify of this, brother, before when we were dead and sin. It'll never give any glory to God. Never. Never. Yeah, it'll blame God. It'll, it'll get mad at God. But you know what the new nature does? It just wants to glorify God. Isn't that wonderful? What a See how they're opposed to one another? The flesh and the spirit? The flesh that wants nothing to do with glorifying God. And all the spirit in us wants to do is glorify his mighty, mighty name for the wonderful things that he's done for you and I. Oh, it's amazing. I'll tell you what. It, it just gets better and better and better, doesn't it? Mm, my. And the unregenerate man can, cannot love the saints of God. They can't show kindness to the saints of God. They may be benevolent to them. But I'll tell you what. I, I told you I used to sit around the table making fun of a of a, a brother in Christ that actually gave me my first Bible. And my whole family, we used to ridicule this guy. Oh, he's one of them born-again guys. Duh. Huh. Look what the Lord's done. <laughs> now I'm a born-again preacher. <laughs> Isn't he got a great sense of humor, the Lord? He's, he's amazing. 
My, oh my, yeah, now I'm a Bible thumper. That's what my brothers call me, too. They think I'm a Bible thumper. That's what the, that's what the family calls me. Oh, Bible thumper. Yeah, keep, call me whatever you want. Some people say, well, you guys, you believe in election. You're just puppets. Oh, if I'm God's puppet, that's fine. I don't mind. I don't mind being God's puppet. I'm not a puppet, but I don't mind being a puppet. <laughs> if I'm God's puppet, if he's running the strings, then I'm happy. Are you? Amen. Oh, my. Oh, praise his mighty name. My. And if God does not send the spirit of his son into our hearts, then anything we do will all be for our own glory. See, that's, that's, that's the difference too now. Now we seek to do things and serve the Lord and give him glory for it, right? Before we were saved, we were actually glorifying ourselves because we were doing anything we wanted to fulfill the lust of the flesh. But now, see, do you see how this is wonderful? I don't think we're going to get past this verse today, but that's okay. But do you see how wonderful this is? That the, the fact that we are not what we used to be, that we're new creatures in Christ now, by the power and the operation of God, the Holy Spirit, we've been redeemed, beloved. We've been redeemed. My, it's wonderful. Pastor Henry Mahan said, the flesh is the corruption of nature which is still in every believer. The spirit is the internal principle of grace and divine life that is born in us by God the Holy Spirit. So we see here in our text that the, the spirit is contrary or opposite and, and the flat as to the flesh. And do you know the flesh and the spirit are as opposite as light and day? Or night, night, light and day, light and day. That didn't, that didn't come out. My. See, I love you guys. You just smile when I, when I say something like that. <laughs> Canadian, yeah. The, the, the flesh and the spirit are as opposite as night and day. They're just, they're just opposite. They're not the same. Day is not night and night is not day. Right? My, oh, my. And they're absolutely contrary to each other. They're, you know, they're enemies. They're enemies, actually. My, that's why there's a war. That's why there's a war within us now. One seeks to hurt or destroy, which is the flesh, so that, you know why? So that you cannot do the things that you would. The flesh doesn't want us serving God. Yeah. It just wants to, it doesn't want to do nothing for God. It wants to, it wants to please self. You see? And the spirit doesn't want to please self anymore. It wants to please God. There it is. Total opposition to each other. But remember, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Our flesh is in the world, isn't it? Part of this world. But greater is in he. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in, in the world. My, oh my. And the believer would do perfectly good if we could. Couldn't we? Brother Steve, do you sin more than you, you want? Yeah. yeah, amen. Me too, brother. Me too. We desire not to sin. 
but we're sinners. Praise God for the blood of Christ. Praise his mighty name for the blood of Christ. The blood and righteousness of Christ that, that cleanses us from all sin. Therefore, our old nature would do evil. My. It, it would do whatever it wants, but it can't do whatever it wants. Because now the divine nature is present. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Isn't this wonderful? My, oh my. Our flesh, I'll tell you what, if our flesh could, it would plunge us headlong into hell. Right? But praise God for the Holy Spirit of God. Praise our great God. As Brother Travis preached, eternal grace, brother, that was wonderful. Eternal grace. Grace that never changes. It doesn't ever change. That grace being set upon us from eternity. My. I, I wrote Karen, I said, you all didn't hear, but I was shouting last week from the house. My, that was wonderful. He just preached a God-honoring sermon. My. It was absolutely wonderful. My. And when we learn that we are fully and freely forgiven by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ who redeemed us from all our sins, what do we find, brother? What you said tonight, this morning. Peace. Perfect peace. The peace, the scripture says, that passes all understanding. Where the world goes, how can you guys, how can you be so peaceful amidst all the stuff that's going on in this world? Because we know who's in control. Right? God, our God, I'm going to close with this. Our God reigns. He rules and he reigns right now in heaven. Right this minute. My. Brother Travis, can you close us in prayer today?